You are listening to the Art of Storytelling podcast with Ayushma Talather, episode number two. Welcome to the Art of Storytelling podcast, where you will learn more about the effects stories have in our lives. There is so much more to this simple pastime other than just sharing and listening to one. I'm your host, Ayushma Talather. Now let's get to it. Hi, guys. First off, I would just like to thank everyone for sticking with me onto this journey, onto episode number two. So today's going to be pretty interesting, actually. I think I've decided to actually share a common folktale that I grew up hearing up and one that my dad grew up hearing up as well. Now, folktales are kind of like myths or fables. By definition, they are depicted as stories in the oral tradition or tales that people tell each other out loud rather than stories that come in a written form. And typically, these are passed down through generations in tradition and cultures. And we can thank vocabulary.com for that specific definition. Now, the specific folktale I have chosen to read out for today is called The Lion and the Hare. Now, the version uh, I'm going to be reading out is a little more of a shorter one, I would say, and this is a little more recent. This one was published on uh, the 5th of August, 2018 by Krishna Rao. Now, there are a lot of variations of this story, and I'm pretty sure a few details have been switched over the years, but the main part and the main theme still remains intact. So, here we go. It was noon. The sun was overhead. It was mealtime. The Lion King was hungry, but there was no food in sight. It had never happened before. As the sun had came overhead, an animal would approach the Lion King and offer itself as food. There was a time the lion would go out hunting and kill whichever animal he could catch. The animals requested the lion not to wipe them out. They offered to send one animal every day at noon as meal to the king. The Lion King agreed, and since he had stopped hunting, his meal arrived at his cave every day at noon. But not this day. The lion was getting impatient. His stomach was growling. He was getting angry, too. Just then, he spotted a rabbit approaching him. So, my food is late and so small. These animals need to be taught a lesson, the lion thought. But first, let me fill my stomach, he decided. How dare you arrive so late, he growled at the hare. I'm sorry, my lord. I would have reached here on time, but I was delayed by this new lion in the jungle, the hare said. The lion was shocked. I command you to tell me about this lion. This lion wanted to gobble me up, but I told him that I was already on my way to meet you. The lion laughed at me. He said that the real king hunts his prey, and that I should not bow to a weak lion like you. His words, my lord, not mine. How dare this lion insult me? Take me to him this instant, the lion said angrily. My lord, the other lion also wanted to meet you. He spared my life so that I could deliver this message to you. He says he is the new king of the jungle. Did he say so? Lead me to that imposter. 
But my lord, I wouldn't suggest going after him. He is strong, and he lives in a fortress. Ha! I wouldn't expect a puny hare to understand pride. No one in this jungle can challenge me and live. Just lead me to this fake king of the jungle. The hare looked at the lion and the other end of the jungle. A stone well stood in a clearing. My lord, the other lion lives inside that fort, he whispered. The lion climbed the wall of the well and looked down. There he saw the other lion looking back at him. The foolish lion didn't realize that he was staring at his own reflection. He gave a huge roar. The roar echoed in the walls of the well and sounded even louder. The lion turned to the hare. You are right, this fellow is very strong. His roar is mighty, but don't worry, I will kill him in a jiffy. Saying this, the lion jumped into the well. He hit his head on the well's bottom and never came out. All the animals hiding behind the bushes came out clapping. The hare gave them a bow. Now this is a folktale that was commonly heard growing up in Nepal, and I'm sure there are many variations of it around the world in their own context to different cultures, but the lion and the hare is what we grew up listening to. And this story was quite common because the moral of it is that intelligence is always an upper hand when compared to physical strength. And reading this to kids, they kind of grow up with the mentality of thinking of it's not really what you look like or how strong you are, but what kind of power your mind has. So it kind of puts in a perspective between physical strength in comparison to mental strength. And growing up, listening it to in a context of this type of story, it's a lot easier for kids to digest. And another thing this story kind of has a way of saying is it doesn't matter if you're tiny or weak, if you are intelligent or if you know how to, I guess, put your brain to the best use, you'll make your way through anything. Now, this is one aspect that I would say all folktales have in common. They all have some sort of purpose to say. And I'm not saying that not every single story has a purpose because there is a point to every single story, but I'm saying that folktales specifically, for the most part, are used in a way to manipulate kids into acting or behaving a certain sort of way. For some instances, like this story is pretty good because it teaches you that education is pretty important and that it doesn't really matter what you look like. But there are other folktales as well that kind of scare people into doing this as well. For example, I think there was another story that I grew up listening to and it was about this monster called Gurumapa who would eat kids that were behaving pretty badly. And basically, we, every time, I mean like kids would listen to anything adults would say, I know I did. So stories like this would kind of have an effect on me and my other peers when it came to, I guess, being a lot nicer and quote-unquote a good child. <laughs> I guess in some way it's kind of like the whole story of Santa in which if you're good throughout the year you get presents and if not you get coal, I think, but yeah. But when I was reading different reasons of why to say these 
share these folk tales with kids, I came across a lot of different perspectives that many different people had to share. And a lot of things involve the development of the child's brain. For instance, a lot of people mentioned about how parents are doing pretty much everything they can to make sure that their child develops a strong personality and becomes a lot more knowledgeable. And of course, one of the ways of doing that is reading them a bedtime story. And with this folktale especially, not only do they become a lot more knowledgeable of the world, but kind of gets them to think in aspects of how they want to challenge themselves intellectually and just develop in that sense. Now keep in mind that this is just one possible effect of many circumstances with this specific folktale. There are many different folktales out there that have a different purpose that could share a different moral or a different meaning. And that's great. There's so many varieties of stories and the more you share your kids with them, it's just the more they get out of it. And ultimately they become a lot more aware and maybe even possibly figure out more about themselves. Anyway, I'll leave that with you guys for today and I hope you enjoyed the folk tale that I shared in relation to my family and my culture. I'll catch you guys next time, hopefully, for our third episode. Bye!